You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Welcome back to another episode, fabulous episode of the Best Practices Show. My name is Kirk Barrett and my job, I have one job, to bring you great thinkers and great conversation to help you improve you, your practice, and ultimately your life gets better. So keep showing up to our podcast. And today is no exception. I've got a friend of mine, Dr. Lou Maltzmacher, who I've gotten to know over these years. And I actually uh, got a chance to talk to him on a plane one time. And I'll tell you that story in just a second. And we're going to be talking about facial aesthetics and why that's so important. And so if you're a young dentist or even a mature dentist or a practicing dentist that's been doing this a long time, you do do not want to miss this uh, because you're going to see we're going to add some great thinking to what you do every single day. So, Lou, thanks for being on. I appreciate you, my friend. Yeah, it's so good to be with you, Kirk. I mean, we've known each other for years, and you are probably the most upbeat person in dentistry and in life that I know. And I think that's why that's why people love you so much. So I'm going to try to keep up with your energy as we go through this. Hey, you're very, very kind. And so as you ultimately get to know me, you're going to go, yeah, that might be true, but you're not that smart, which is totally cool with me. I just, I just love hanging around with you guys because I, by osmosis, I learned so much. Now I am going to start this because I, I got to tell the story because yeah. um, I just, you're one of my heroes and I respect you so much. And so I'll tell you guys, I was on a plane and I get on the plane and I'm like, I think that's Lou in front of me. It is Lou. I'm just going to say hi. And you were with your wife and I just go, I got, I'm going to say hi. I, Dr. Lou, I've known you forever. Like, and I was fresh off of reading the article. I think it was in dental economics in which you were holding a course. There were, I think you said 500 dentists in the room and a dentist had a heart attack and you did chest compressions and CPR. And what you did in the article, like it was a riveting article because what people don't understand is that ribs crack and all of those things. And I'm like, he did it in a course that he was doing. And can you tell that story? And you haven't done it just once. Can you just share this story? Cause it's such a wild story. Right, it was a wild story. And first of all, I appreciate you, I mean, you know, I, as soon as you, you you got my attention, 
I said, I know this guy, I know this guy, but like, you know, sometimes it's out of context. I'm thinking this is the guy that's been kicking the back of my seat the whole the whole flight here. <laughs> it's true. Right? No, but it was it was great. It was it was fun to see you. But that's it. I travel, you travel, and it's inevitable we see each other on a plane. But uh, I was giving a uh, big course at the New Orleans Dental Conference in their big convention center. And uh, I mean, there were literally like 500 dentists in the room talking about the topic that we're going to talk about today. And um, and they're got by t- about two thirds back. Uh, all of a sudden, there's a lot of commotion. I see, and I've got a wireless mic, and and I like to walk the room, you know, up and down anyway. So I was in front, though. I start walking towards the back, and like a lot of people are pushing away chairs. And all of a sudden, it's like, what's going on? And this guy went into full cardiac arrest, which means he just goes down. It's not like he was sweaty for like an hour before that. Full cardiac arrest, you just go down. And and everyone's supposed to be training CPR. It's like nobody was doing anything. And his wife was there, obviously very concerned. So myself and uh, and uh, and another dentist, I did chest compressions at that time. Mouth to mouth was the way we were trained uh, to do this. He happened to be a state dental board member that I that I know very well. And uh, and literally, I mean, we're doing chest compressions. Finally, the medics get there. And what's amazing is is that. 18 minutes later, after they took him, you know, they put some kind of, they, they have an automatic chest compressor. They took him in. 18 minutes later, he was in Tulane University operating room, had two stents put in. It's incredible. We're very blessed to have a healthcare system that we have. With all with everything that we complain about, uh, one thing they know how to take care of is heart attacks. So yeah, it was, it was really interesting. I mean, it was also then lunchtime. So like, we just all came back together and said, woo. And I was able to give the good news that, like, this guy is perfectly fine. I spoke to him a week later. He was home. He was back in his practice. He was gardening. It, it was it was amazing. But it's just a good kick in the pants for everybody. You learn your CPR. Keep yeah. reviewing it. You never know when you're gonna gonna do it. I mean, I've done it six times in my life. That was one of the six. Maybe people just you know, you know, they they're bowled over when they see me. I don't know what it is. But uh, I've been blessed to do it, and all six of them have made it so far. So uh, but it's not just you want to do, but you got to be prepared. So that's the first lesson, I guess, of this podcast. Yeah, the second lesson is just have Lou around. I mean, that is yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I we talk. I get a lot of stories on here. I, there's nothing like that. Like it's amazing how um, I mean, you're just a hero on a lot of fronts. So no, I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, anybody think, could have done it. Anybody could have done it. It's just about training. Training, training, and that's really the success, especially everyone here has got a clinical practice or learning, you know, how to be a dentist or, you know, we're always learning. I've been doing it for 45 years. Uh, so literally, we're always learning how to do it. But it's, uh, it, I mean, it just, it shows you the importance of training. You can learn to do anything clinically and be good at it. It's just training and practice and practice. That's the old joke. That's why they call it practice because you're literally practicing your whole life when you're, when you're a dentist. I love it. I love it. And we're going to talk about this important topic of facial aesthetics. I always like, you know, cause we have a lot of young dental students listening right now. I always like people to know who they're listening to. So Lou, can t- tell us a little bit of your story, not only the president of the AAFE, but like, where do you practice and just give us a little bit of your story. Sure. Uh, Cleveland, Ohio. I'm a Cleveland boy, and I actually went to Case Western Reserve Dental School. Uh, this is way back when, uh, 1981 is when I graduated. So really been doing it for a very long time. 
And uh, I've, I've really been blessed. I mean, dentistry is really great. We've got a group practice in Cleveland, Ohio, three uh, practices right now, some associates. Um, I mean, we, we, we really try to serve our patients really well, but we do take insurance. We have all kinds of different kinds of practices. Uh, we do a lot of elective uh, there as well. In addition, there are other multiple businesses uh, that we earn right now, which facial aesthetics has kind of taken us to. But I've been lecturing in dentistry. Um, I was blessed also when I was in dental school, I had to pay my way through dental school at the time. Can you imagine this? At the time, uh, my first year of dental school tuition was $3,600. Wow. It doubled by the fourth year to $7,200. And we were complaining. I mean, we were complaining. Now it's just it's unbelievable. But what's also unbelievable now are the um, are, are the opportunities that we've had in dentistry that I didn't have in most of my, uh, you know, half, at least half, if not three quarters of my career. Now there are things that we can do in dentistry that we could never do before. And about 12 years ago, maybe even longer at this point in time, um, and this is how, how we got into Botox fillers, PDO threads, and facial, what I call facial aesthetic dentistry. And um, about 12, 15 years ago, the Ohio State Dental Board just put out a release saying, you know, dentists in Ohio can, can now do Botox. Somebody must have asked them a question, so they put out an opinion on there. And, you know, I always thought it was a good idea. I've been treating TMJ for a long time, and Botox, if there's Botox and uh, TMJ oral facial pain. Uh, if you look at the studies, it's been around for almost 30 years already, but not really on any kind of a, a, of a clinical level that was uh, that people could learn it or really use it. Um, so I was familiar with it a little bit, but my wife happened to see this release and she says, you know what, you, you better learn how to give Botox. And I said, why? Yeah. She says, because I want it. And <laughs> uh, either you're going to learn how to do it and do it well, or you're going to go ahead, I'm going to go pay somebody else. And me being like, most dentists, no matter if male or female, young or old, um, I guess we are. Uh, what what's a good name for what's a good word for cheap, Kirk? You're good with words. Um, frugal. How's that? Frugal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're frugal, and said, you know what? Let me learn it. It might be fun, and you know, I could save I could save some money because uh, I mean, at this point, I mean, even the, yeah, and we'll talk about it going forward because people in their twenties now are getting Botox, but you know, we were obviously a little bit older at the time and uh i said what this has amazing amazing consequences in then in and for dentistry and i've been teaching since literally i got out of dental school i mean that's how i got into teaching is i i uh, in dental school i i worked in uh, dental materials and then you know knowing the dental materials and six months out of dental school and i've always i've always done public speaking even as a, a as a kid and in youth groups and that kind of thing. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I just got thrown in front of crowds. So I was comfortable with that. But like six months out of dental school, like the local dental supplier here had, you know, a full day of meetings. And and my rep knew that I knew a lot about dental material and said, hey, would you give a talk? And that started also a 45-year career in, uh, in just speaking in dentistry on all kinds of clinical topics and practice management topics. Um, and, uh, but you know, this basically for the last 14 years has really taken over everything else that we've done. And that's when we started the American Academy of Facial Aesthetics. And it is 
a, a real live patient certification CME, CME organization, dental CE organization to really teach people how to do this in their practices. And in dentistry, it's unbelievable what you can do with Botox fillers and PDO threads that we could never do before. Again, I trained on amalgam and, and silver points and gold foil, which many young dentists you know, only read about in books. Uh, but what we have now, I mean, in, in all facets of dentistry, but the fact that this has become into dentistry and now in every single state, dentists can go ahead and do Botox fillers and PDO threads. Um, what we can offer patients is just really unbelievable that we can never do before. Yeah. And now talk about this too, because this has been an evolution. I always love to talk about the why. So today we're going to be talking about facial aesthetics. Tell us, give us kind of a state of the union where we're at and why this conversation on facial aesthetics is so important more now than ever. And that is a great question, by the way. And the why really is, is because you get the absolute best aesthetic and treatment outcomes and therapeutic outcomes for your patients. That is the why. I mean, we've, you know, aesthetic dentistry, again, when I first started in dentistry um, and I graduated, you know, we, we, we that was the first of composite resins to come out. Um, and, you know, we were making teeth look pretty. We weren't putting silver in them or anything else like that. Then I've taught, I, and I still teach, and I've taught um, you know, minimally invasive veneers for years, right? That became a huge thing for that. But there was always something missing because we would always tell, uh, we would always teach dentists to talk to patients because patients want to come in, for example, and say, I just want veneers on these two front teeth, right? That's going to change my life when they need veneers on 10 teeth. So in explaining it to patients, what we would say is if we treat those two teeth, then you'll have nice looking teeth, but you won't have a nice looking smile because a smile, you need all 10 teeth, right? 28 teeth, whatever the number is for that. Well, you know what? That's not true because even if you treat 28 teeth with veneers or crowns and implants, they still have great looking teeth. A great looking smile is everything around it. It's the lips, it's the cheeks, yeah. it's the folds, it's the skin. That really is is everything else. And then you get to full face and then you throw into the whole mix. You throw in uh, Botox for oral facial pain, TMJ and migraines, headaches. That is a game changer for every single dentist and every single patient that you have in your office. So what the why is the best aesthetic outcomes, the best therapeutic outcomes for your patients. And and again, we're 15 years into this at this point. And at this point, I mean, it's we teach our courses at the ADA annual meeting. So this has become part of dentistry uh, more than ever before. I mean, so that's really the why of it. Yeah, I love it. And it's probably been 10 years now. You hear speaker after speaker after speaker use this phrase, it's how teeth fit into the face. I mean, I hear that all the time. And what we're doing is helping, you know, dentists and patients alike, because you can remember this 15 years ago. I mean, we were all focused on getting these, you know, shots of the teeth only, you know what I mean? And so now it's very important. Talk about the brain effects of a patient being able to see all of those work in harm and how that how important it is as a dentist to be able to communicate that now more than ever right and this is something that i've taught 
in practice management, even though you're the guru of practice management, the little, you know, every, every time you teach aesthetic dentistry, you are facial aesthetic dentistry, you know, people want to know how do I implement it? How do I get? And this is something that I learned a long time ago, and it is really so true. You know, dentists are told to put up pictures of before and afters in their, um, uh, you know, in their offices. And the truth of the matter is, whatever you put up tells the patients what you're good at or what you want to do. So if you put up single tooth dentistry, you're going to do a lot of single tooth dentistry. If you put up, you know, nice cases of full mouth veneers, you're going to do a lot of nice cases of full mouth veneers. But, and, and again, and this drives me crazy when dentists show patients, uh, you know, before and after veneers and they've got their retractors in their mouth like this, you know, yeah. so they can see the dentistry and that looks ridiculous. What patients want to see is how do these teeth fit into the face? But now dentists, really dentists are the only healthcare professional that can practice total facial aesthetics. Why? Because we don't only control the teeth anymore, we control everything else with Botox fillers and PDO threads in the face to lift up the sagging skin, to fill in the cheeks, fill in the folds, the perioral area, make all these wrinkles in my face uh, and disappear and patients' faces disappear and make them, You literally, that's why, that's why we've coined the term facial aesthetic dentistry, because now dentistry is literally from here to here and we can control the whole thing. And this is not new. I mean, the AFE has trained nearly 20,000 dentists over the years um, and how to go ahead and implement this. There are now more dentists doing Botox and fillers than there are dermatologists and plastic surgeons, of which wow. total, in the, total in the U.S., there's only about 15,000 combined uh, plastic surgeons and dermatologists. There are at least 20,000, if not more, dentists that are doing this at this point in time. So dentistry is a real force. And there are other parts of the world. It's not a new concept, by the way. Other parts of the world, England, uh, the U.K., is a great example. Nearly every dentist provides Botox and fillers and many countries in Europe. So this is something that really at this point in time is mainstream in dentistry and dentists can go ahead and do it. But it's about just like that CPR that we talked about before. It's about training, 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 really learning how to do it on live patients. Um, and that's something that that we do every day, all, all day. And um, and it's a great asset to the practice and it changes the whole dynamics of a practice. I mean, I always jokingly tell dentists who are getting into this and lots of AP members who are dentists uh, will back me up on this. We have solved the, the problem of staff and team turnover because Wait. my team will never leave me. Because if they leave me, they'll get old and they're going to have to start paying for their own Botox because everybody gets it. Really, that's the amazing thing. And I think that's the thing that really uh, dentists really need to wake up to is always give people what they want. And the number one most requested aesthetic service in the world is Botox and fillers for volumizing the face is number two. So that's what your patients want. Yeah, that's so wild. We went down there. I didn't know we were going on that path, but a great you know, team retention thing would be to offer those services as, you know, you all grow together. And so I have so many questions I want to ask you. Now, you get these questions too. You know, hey, Lou, I totally get it. I'm picking up what you're putting down, but like, talk to me about the business side of things. You don't understand. I have 2,000 patients and it's all PPO. How the heck would I introduce this in a beneficial way to the business side of my practice? And, you know, talk to us about that. 
Sure. I mean, so that's the best thing about this. And this is another lesson. Again, I've been around a long time. It's another lesson that whitening first taught us when it first came out. I was around when dental whitening first came out, whitening in the dental office, and that was fun. Why, why was it so popular? Elective aesthetic services, you don't have to worry about insurance. It's completely outside of insurance, completely outside of PPO. It literally is fee for service. So you have none of that nonsense. Now, the problem is the dental brain that you brought up, for example, let's say a practice that's a PPO or an insurance practice, we're so ingrained that, oh my gosh, my patients are so cheap, they will not go ahead and pay for this, uh, you know, unless it's covered by insurance. Not with Botox and fillers. And I always do this as a challenge for, for dentists who are even thinking you're getting into this field. Certainly those that have already offered Botox and fillers in their practice, um, I tell them to do this anyway, because from a medical history point of view, it's important clinically. But if you're thinking about getting into Botox and fillers, okay, ask this one question on your medical history form as a practice builder. And it is, do you, uh, you're asking the patient, you know, do you have this, 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 this? Do you take this, 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 this? Have you ever gotten Botox and dermal fillers before? Question mark, leave a line, or just give them yes or no. And you will not believe how many patients check yes. And these are the same patients, by the way, that have told you that they don't have the money to fix right uh, tooth number 19, the lower first molar, because, you know, the insurance doesn't pay enough or they don't want to fix it. That, that, but they, they, I don't want to say blew their money, because everyone, you know, everyone gets to choose what they want to spend their elective dollars on. Right. But they went ahead and they got, they get Botox and fillers regularly. And I think a lot of dentists will be surprised. Just ask your team members right now if any of them get Botox and fillers. And I, I get dentists to tell me all the time when I give them this challenge and they'll say, I, I, I can't believe it. My dental assistant told me she's going to be getting Botox for five years already. I didn't know. I thought that's what she always looked like. Well, why are you letting your patients and, let, and P, I don't care if it's a PPO practice, insurance practice, doesn't matter. You've got 2000 patients, right? And many of them are getting Botox and fillers somewhere else. They might as well be getting it in your office. I yeah. mean, why not? You can really control this. This is an area that is a huge growth factor when it comes to, to dentists. And I'll throw in one more thing. We've certainly seen this the last couple of years during the pandemic. Look at the ADA Health Policy Institute. Um, they have great statistics. They literally did the go week by week as to what's happened to dental offices through the pandemic, even now post-pandemic for that. Now, even post-pandemic, dentists are way behind. I mean, some, you know, during the pandemic and even last year, 2021, I mean, they were way behind. They were still down 20% in terms of patient volume, patients coming in, production. They had to raise their fees. I mean, you raise your fees and you've got lower patient volume. That's not a, typically a very good mix uh, for all of that. But those dentists that have been doing Botox and dermal fillers, they were up 30 to 48%. Our AP members who are dentists, we survey them often for that. You're talking to thousands of dentists that are out there. In addition to also, we do other healthcare professionals too. They were up 30 to 48% in 2021, while dentists were still depressed 
from the pandemic, that should tell you a lot where patients are because patients are willing to invest in themselves, even though they won't fix that broken tooth because it's not important to them. But this is where they'll put the money because they want to look great. And now more than ever, now with all you know, the mandates you know, are going, going, gone, and people are finally getting out and they're getting back to everything, I mean, it, facial aesthetics, Botox fillers, and PDO threads, and we know our dentist, uh, our dentist members very well. Again, because we're in touch with them very often, their offices have been booming this entire time, literally since the middle of 2020, which is totally counter counterintuitive. But they have not lost a thing. If anything, their practices have really zoomed up, while some of their dental services are still somewhat depressed. So that should give you an idea where patients are, what they want. But I mean, every dentist should be offering this. It is a practice, huge practice builder. Yeah, that's a great tip, Lou, is just put it on the, just ask questions. Right. We often teach, questions are the answer. Just by asking the question, number one, you're going to be blown away by the answer. Number two, it's going to send some signals about what your patients are doing. And it's even so funny as you were saying that, I'm thinking of all the people that I talk to right now that are contemplating this. And I'm like, no, you're a beautiful person. Don't do that. You know? And even my right. wife is like, should I, I'm like, no, you're too beautiful for that. And so like the conversation is around and what you're doing is you're entering the conversation that's already happening. I got to ask you this though, too, you know, you talking to a lot of dentists, what do most of them get wrong? about this concept? You know, what, what, what do you, what comes to mind when like people are contemplating this and they just think wrong about it? anything come to mind? Yes. A, a few things. And that uh, also you are one of the best interviewers in the business because again, that, that is really a great question um, because that brings out a lot of misconceptions. A lot of people think that, you know, Botox, oh, you're just, you know, you're just a wrinkle remover dentist. You're just squirting some Botox for fun. People do not understand that facial aesthetic dentistry and, and, and elective aesthetics is a very, very dynamic and deep field, but it's a real field. And just like anything else, just like implants is a great example for a dentist. Everybody learns the single tooth implant, and then it's a real, really deep field and it's dynamic. It's changing all the time. You got to keep up with it. Constant training is important. Same thing, Botox and fillers, facial injectables is a really dynamic field. And I think so many people that come to the AFE for training and they get trained and they, they have the same thing. Okay, I'll just have fun with it. It's just for aesthetics a little bit. Um, and, you know, that hopefully it'll help my practice. They are amazed at how comprehensive and deep the training is how much they're going to learn about all the facial muscles, all the facial movements, how it affects the lip lines, the smile lines, everything you do in the mouth, and it's one total package. I think that's where they are really amazed. Plus the fact that TMJ oral facial pain, these are the hardest cases and most frustrating cases in dentistry. Dentists don't like, uh, they love the person, but they hate the patient because they are the hardest to treat. They don't get better. You know, we've all, you know, many dentists have been trained to make this bruxism appliance, that bruxism appliance. Patient comes in, you put it in, you tell them, yeah, this is going to uh, get you out of pain and really help you. Two weeks later, they're back. They may not be better. They may be worse. You adjust the appliance. You're doing it for three months. You're so frustrated. You can't wait for the patient to either move or die because you, they're making you crazy for what? A $500 bruxism appliance. 
Botox changes the entire paradigm when it comes to TMJ and oral facial pain. It is so effective in treating the muscles so they don't work as hard. And if you look at any of the evidence-based studies, up to 85% of oral facial pain TMJ comes from muscles and Botox treats muscles and they get incredible relief. So much so, and they think this is a huge message that dentists have to really take to heart. And I've written articles about this also in Dental Economics and other of, the, of some of the other magazines, is that you go to any medical spot and the nurse there, the nurse practitioner, the MD, they will tell you, yeah, I'll treat you for TMJ. What do they know about TMJ? Nothing. All they know about is how to treat the muscles with Botox. They give some injections in the jaw muscles, masseters, temporalis muscles. Guess what? The patient feels so much better. Yeah. Now, who should be treating TMJ paces? It's not the nurse, right? It should be. Uh, it should be, Dennis. And this will change the way you look at oral facial pain. So the big misconception is Botox is just for wrinkle removers, you know, that's all it's gonna do. Uh, I can have some fun in my practice, but you're gonna use it for so many things that it will be amazing. And, and fillers, it's volumizers for lip filler, for lip lines, smile lines, really making the, the patient look so much younger by adding volume around here, total game changer for that and their skills that just have to be learned. So I guess that's the biggest misconception is they think, ah, I'm just gonna, and I get this all the time too. I love it when I hear this uh, from Dennis. Um, I'm just gonna do this on family and friends. They've been asking about it, my team, you know, something like that. And all of a sudden the light bulb goes on after they're doing it for a couple of weeks in their office. Oh my God, my patients are paying me for this. Yeah. They're paying they're paying $800 for an elective aesthetic Botox treatment that takes me, by the way, five minutes to accomplish once you're well-trained and know what you're doing and your team is well-trained, there's there's nothing like it in dentistry. It blows away the ROI on Botox and fillers in dentistry. Fillers takes a little bit longer just so people don't get the wrong impression. It's a 10-minute appointment, 15-minute appointment. Um, it, and again, I mean, easily a treatment plan could be $1,000, $2,000. And all of a sudden, that patient that's been saying they don't want to fix tooth number 19 because they don't want to put a crown on it is paying you to do Botox and fillers. That's where patients are. And 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 listen, we we all spend uh, elective dollars, right? Yep. You may want to go buy, uh, you know, a, a huge, you know, 80 inch uh, LED, the latest LCD screens or 4K, whatever those things are for that. And I think that's ridiculous, right? I'd rather go buy a Ferrari, right? And you might, you know, we don't tell people where to spend their elective dollars. They might as well be spending it in your office, but you got to learn how to do it. Yeah. Now go back to the TMJ thing. So it's funny. I mean, I know you look at all the data too, because I talk to dentists on all ends of the spectrum. Some of them specializing in aesthetic procedures. Everyone would agree when the pandemic hit pain patients, you know, we're not experiencing less TMJ and patients oh, coming no. in with pain. What was the inflection that happened from the pandemic? What are we seeing now with TMJ patients? That's not going to go away anytime soon. Absolutely correct. And that is something that we call COVID clenching. And it was a real thing. And again, we 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 kind of we kind of coined that term because we saw it right away. People were under much more stress than anything else. The masks, by the way, completely changed facial and dental aesthetics and therapeutics because you know you you wear a mask all day or you wear a mask a lot. 
and certainly we know this from nurses and and physicians who or and dentists who have been wearing masks our entire career. Um, you're using all these muscles in the lower face to keep that mask up, and a lot of times that involves a lot of clenching, and that goes to broken teeth, headaches, stress. Uh, and just uh, that's exploded. I mean, absolutely exploded. There are a lot of statistics about that as well. But all of that clenching also puts a lot of stress on the face and it accelerates uh, collagen loss and fat loss in the face. So all of a sudden, I mean, there, there, there are estimates that people have started to age almost five times faster in their face that you can see from the loss of volume and collagen from all of this mask wearing and clenching and stress. But the clenching and stress is enough to keep dentists busy for a long time. This, like you said, this is not going away. There are a lot of other stresses in the world, and right, it wasn't just the pandemic um, or COVID, but this is not going away for a long time. You're gonna see more broken teeth, which we've seen already, but you're gonna see bigger masseters, more clenching, more grinding, more headaches, or all facial pain, game changer by using Botox. Now, it's not a magic wand. You still want to do all of your other therapeutics and in conjunction with them. But, you know, there's it, this will get you so much further, get the patient out of the pain uh, right away. I mean, what other, you know, this is why part of why TMJ is so frustrating uh, to dentists and to patients, right? Because we'll do things on the patient, like make them the appliance, that's the easiest thing. But, you know, well, if, if you're adjusting occlusion, whatever your occlusal philosophy is, uh, for dentists listening here, you'll do this and you'll say, you know what? Yeah, you'll get paid better. It may take a few months. I don't know about you. You go to a doctor, right? I'm sure you and me and everyone else listening, yeah. you go to a doctor, you're in pain. When do you want to get out of pain? Right, right now. Now or within the next couple of days, give me something that's going to get you out of the pain. Botox will get them out of pain. Now, interestingly, it may be their solution for a long time. Now, Botox only lasts three months, so it is a it is a a recurring procedure, which is another thing that dentists have to learn because patients come in, they expect the dentistry that you put in to be. Ask any dentist to to finish my sentence, and every patient thinks that that crown is going in forever. When we all know it's got a five-year life you know, span, according to lots of clinical research for that. Botox is a recurring treatment. They need it every three to four months. And a lot of dentists think, oh my God, patients would never accept it. It's the most popular service in the world. They wow. accept it as long as they know what it is and what it can do for them. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. So we've got to change our mindset and understand what patients want and what this is and what it does. And fillers do last longer. Fillers last about six to 12 months. So again, but all these are recurring procedures where the only recurring procedure we've really ever had in dentistry has been prophylaxis, right? right. Cleaning. Yeah. This is a whole different thing. We're talking about patients that are coming in that will spend anywhere from 300 to $1,000 conservatively, right? Every three to six months for Ever. And patients are starting younger and younger and younger. We literally just saw a patient uh, uh, a couple of days ago. She uh, She's 27 years old and she came in for some Botox and like really a full face, uh, full face treatment with fillers and PDO threads um, for the whole injectable thing. And I asked her how long she'd be getting Botox. She's 27. She says five years. They are starting younger and younger. They never want to have a wrinkle or a fold on their face forever. Yeah. And you know what? And that's the amazing thing. Millennials 
and the Gen Zers or whatever the next, uh, you know, younger than millennials are already because millennials are getting older. But the millennials are the first demographic, the first demographic to consider Botox and fillers as part of self-care, like hair and nails. So they are getting it for the rest of their careers. Baby Boomers Plus, which is certainly I'm on the older end of that already. Um, they kind of like, you know, didn't want people to know they were getting Botox. Not anymore. With selfies and social media and everything else, nobody cares. This hair, hair, uh, nails, lips, uh, you know, Botox, this is all part of their self-care. That is amazing. If you're going to be around, if you're going to be around in dentistry for a long time, millennials are your people, especially when it comes to injectables. But again, we treat all age groups. I mean, we treat 80 years old, 80 years old, 80 year olds with this uh, for this. And you would ask because you're such a good, good interviewer. So I'll ask you before you ask, why would an 80 year old uh, uh, you know, woman be getting Botox or fillers or that kind of things? Because people are living forever. Yeah. Yeah, I had I had a woman literally she was 74 years old. OK, she comes in for the full Botox fillers, teeth. She wants everything. Why? Why? She's dating. Right. I mean, she's buried a couple of husbands already and she's 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 going to live forever. And why shouldn't she look good? I, I'm serious. I mean, yeah. it's really, it's really amazing. So this it is amazing. all ages. Yeah. And Lou, you're blowing my mind right now because we all know that the biggest problem that the country has is not the healthcare economy. It's the aging population. One in three babies that's born right. and will actually live to be 100. So I I totally understand what you're saying. And I'm I'm having my mind blown right now by a lot of the things and the trends that you're seeing. Now, you know, go, you, you were talking about mindset. Let's go back to this. And again, I'll just speak to this day and age. Like I'll ask people when they st state a statistic, I'm like, where did you learn that? And they go, I saw it on YouTube. So people are getting their, they're getting their stats right. and their facts from you. Let's talk about the safety issue, uh, you know, cause you, I hear this and I, you know, you're the top guy. So I'm just going to ask you, people say, well, I don't know that we've learned everything we need to know about that. this real, where are we at on a safety scale with these procedures in the world from your perspective? So safety is, these are the safest proven uh, pharmaceuticals and medical devices like in the history of the world. They've been around for 30 years. Nothing's been studied more, by the way, than, uh, than Botox. It is, it has, by the way, you know, we just talk about aesthetics and therapeutics in the head and neck. It has about 300 applications all over the body. I mean, there are certainly, we just trained a urology uh, nurse practitioner who says, yeah, I've used Botox for bladder control. I mean, the Botox is used all over the body and it is one of the most well-known, has one of the highest safety profiles. Same thing with dermal fillers because these are hyaluronic acid fillers. That may not mean a lot to you or a lot of people listening, but hyaluronic acid is a component of your cell structure, every single cell in your body. These are very, that's this, the ones we use are synthetic, obviously, but they're very, very safe. I mean, al allergies almost do not exist uh, for all these things. The complications you have are complications related to giving a lot of injections. So it can be bruising, it can be swelling, it can be edema, um, infections, which are almost non-existent because we clean the skin off super well. And obviously we use sterile technique, um, but safety is so not an issue, but they are things you've got to learn to use, you know, not just from a safety profile, certainly there are considerations for that, but 
Uh, are they safer than dental implants? You bet they're safer than drilling holes into people's heads uh, to put an implant in. Are they safer than just restorations? Just They're safer than just about anything else a dentist does. So safety, again, we all, it's, obviously it's an issue for everything, but the safety profiles are unmatched, especially with anything we do in dentistry. Yeah, I love this. And I have, I got like 50 more questions. We could probably turn this into a multiple episode thing. But like, uh, one of the things I always, you know, technology has changed and this component of dentistry has changed a lot. It's anyone's guess what the future right. looks like. But tell us what we might see in the future. I, like, I always like to know this because you, you're privy to a lot of conversations people are not. They come to you as a trusted expert, like what can we expect to see or hope to see in the next couple of years in dentistry in this, in this area? Well, in this area and every area, I mean, it's all about technology, right? I mean, that's certainly uh, what you're going to see. So first of all, you're going to see many more dentists, even though there's there's a significant amount of dentists, uh, 20,000 plus that are already doing this. You're going to see many more dentists jumping into this. You're going to see much better. Botox is a brand name for botulinum toxin, which is just a neurotoxin. You're going to see, and that lasts three to four months. You're going to see neurotoxins that are going to last six months. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You're going to see some that last two weeks, which is really great for getting people out of pain. So there are a lot of things that are coming down the pike. Um, you're going to see facial analysis uh, technology come out saying, you know what? These are the areas that can benefit best from uh, Botox, fillers, um, those kinds of things. I mean, really, uh, a lot of things in this area that will really help every clinician, every dentist get even better at what we want to do. Uh, one thing I've mentioned a few times is something called PDO threads. Botox is for muscles and wrinkles, controlling muscles and wrinkles in the face caused by muscles. Dermal fillers are volumizers to replace lost volume in the face, which everybody starts to lose at about age 30 to 35, about 1% of dermal collagen a year. Neither one of those will lift sagging skin. So that's where something called PDO threads comes in, which are literally a non-surgical thread that literally will lift. So now you can lift this up and all those technologies are all going to get better and better, but you're going to get computer simulations. You're going to, there's a lot coming down in this area. And again, that's going to help dentists just everywhere. From, and it's going to help them in all parts of dentistry. We periodontics, endodontics, orthodontics, obviously, all things that include muscle control. Uh, endodontics is an interesting one because muscles can throw something called trigger points to teeth where you feel tooth pain, but it's really a problem in the muscle. I mean, you've got all your reconstructive dentistry, um, restorative dentistry, all things, sleep, dental, sleep medicine. I mean, again, like you said, we could have multiple topics on, on, on any one of those areas. Um, and, and Botox and fillers have a huge effect on all of those. So there's a lot more coming down. Certainly in dentistry, you, I mean, we've already seen tons of articles coming out about this. You're going to see a lot more in terms of the applications of all facets and all areas of dentistry. Yeah. Now you guys can see why I like this guy and why he's full of energy and why he's always been a great speaker in dentistry. And you got to check him out when he's on the road. Now, I know I don't get you for the whole time and I, I you know, I, I got to be respectful of your time uh, and I'm going to have you back and we're going to cover some of those things. But if I'm a young dentist or a dentist listening and I want to get involved in the AAFE, like what is it? How do I get involved? How do I find out more about what you're doing? Tell me where to go. All right, so let me just preface this real quickly. Whether you're a young dentist or a dentist that's almost uh, ready for retirement or everybody in between, 
I mean, that's who we get at our courses all the time of live patient training for Botox fillers and PDL threads. Young dentists, you'll have it the rest of your careers because it's an investment in your skill, in your hands that you will have the rest of your careers. Older dentists or even the five years of retirement, a, a year before retirement, this is the best, the most fun you will ever have in practice in your life. And it really builds the value of your practice as you're getting ready to exit at some point in time. Plus, it's not the backbreaking kind of dentistry. Um, and patients love it. And it's fun. And the patients are healthy. And people like to pay you. It's, it's, it's really crazy. But the way to find us is the AAFE, the American Academy of Facial Aesthetics, facialaesthetics.org. And we'll get you the information. I'm sure you'll post uh, for all of that. Or easy, even easier than that, AAFE training com aafetraining.com is the easiest place to go ahead and find everything and i'm sure kirk you'll for you i'm give you my email to post people can email me with questions and anything else uh, for that because it's dr lewis at facialaesthetics.org but that's that's pretty long so you'll have to see it to, to do it but i welcome questions but aafetraining.com is the best place to go uh for training this is live patient uh, certification training in Botox, fillers, PDO threads for dental professionals. And you will absolutely love getting this into your practice. And the ROI is really high, highest in dentistry. Your payback after getting training, and we have level one, level two, level three, I mean, the whole curriculum of training, but level one is the foundation. It's about 80% of all the Botox and fillers cases that are going to walk in your office that you can start literally immediately and you're going to train on live patients you're going to bring patients you'll bring team members you'll bring whoever you want to bring and then you'll go home with them you'll see how what happens to them and you'll know how to do this but this is really comprehensive training ada serp uh, agd pace um we've got it all covered it's 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 really comprehensive so be and and like you use keep using the term blow your mind we are going to blow your mind and by the way once you learn how to do this they're the easiest procedures that you'll learn how to do but only if you're really well trained because you're every, every dentist is used to working in a little dark hole that's like this here you're working on the face you can actually see things for the first time you can see your area of treatment for the first time and I tell you, it is the most fun you will have in dentistry and the most productive uh, time you'll have in dentistry as well. And more important, your team will love it. Your patients will love it. And it will literally change your practice for the better. And you will have really a lot of fun doing this in your practice. Yeah. Lou, you're amazing. And so I'm going to make it easy for you guys as listeners. So everything that Lou has shared, you're going to see our post-production team is going to put that in the show notes. So if you're driving and you're listening to this on Stitcher, don't worry about it. When you're pulling over, don't do this while you're driving. You can just flip up to the show notes, click on it. You're going to see all the links. You'll see Lou's email in there. You'll see everything. Reach out to Lou. He's a super great guy. He'll answer any question. And so all the links to the AAFE and everything will be in there. So make sure you check it out. Luke, can I voluntold you to come back? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Kirk, it's always a pleasure to spend time with you, whether it's on an airplane or it's on here or in real life, whatever it is, because really you're the master. Um, so it's really great to spend time with you. I really appreciate it. You're way too kind, buddy. You're way too kind. But uh, do me a favor, stick around while I say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoy today, 
do us a favor, hit the share button, share this with your friends because we love reaching out and connecting with people just like you. Keep sending us suggestions, again, for things that you guys wanna see. I'll have Lou back. We'll ask him the tough questions and you can get the answers straight from the top. But until we see you guys next time, keep watching the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. There you have it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Best Practices Show. I hope you sure did enjoy it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are always here for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. And if you really enjoy it, you can leave a comment or a four or five star review. But until we see you next time, keep watching the Best Practices Show.